ladies and gentlemen, it's finally time. By the time that most of you are listening to this, I would assume there is NHL hockey later that day. And that's insane. That that completely snuck up on me, and I'm so glad we're here. <laughs> that's it's, uh, been a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Speechless. Yeah, like, I... I still don't believe that they were able to get the entire season like planned out. And then they're like, you know what? Yeah. Three weeks until this season starts, that's doable. And well, apparently it was, and (laughs) now we're here. So, I mean, Hey, it took them long enough to figure it out, frankly, but they got it figured out and there's going to be a season. So I have no complaints whatsoever. No complaints at all. Well, (laughs) the world's kind of messed up right now, but, (laughs) <laughs> yeah we're we're living the dream here mm-hmm. um, Earth. i guess we'll start off with sort of what our plan is going forward this season um you know hoping to be more consistent uh with you know recording obviously we'll sort of set a schedule like after the end of um one recording and just go from that it should be every like two to four games we'll have a new episode out i would think um but you know that may change based on things that happen you know it's 20 it's based on the last you know i can't say it's 2020 anymore but you know you know what i'm trying to say okay um (laughs) so yeah we have this and then we'll be going uh, again after the second new jersey game which is saturday at one um, but before the Monday 6 p.m. game, or is it 5 p.m.? It's Monday five. 5 against the Islanders for some reason. But Makes sense, that's I okay. guess. Is is it like an American holiday or something? Like, Oh, it's uh, MLK Day. So That would make sense. Okay, that... <laughs> yes. That, okay, now, now, that, now that actually makes well, sense now. to me. <laughs> Don't blame me. I'm Canadian, so I wouldn't know. Don't blame me. I just forgot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, was there uh, was there any news about some certain letter that has come up in the last week? Um, the letter uh, letter B. Uh, no, no. You're you're close, but no. What was it? The beautiful letter C. I thought you were gonna say beautiful Patrice Bergeron, but I mean well, both well, work. Those are interchange. Well, if I said Patrice Bergeron, that would just be basically saying beautiful, beautiful. Oh right, yes. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Technically. <laughs> oh. oh, who are we? Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah. So, shocking no one, the Bruins announced Bergeron as the twentieth captain in team history. Um, well deserved like obviously there's no one more deserving of the captaincy probably in the NHL than Bergeron um, just a phenomenal player on and off the ice just an amazing person like you can't you can't say anything bad about Bergeron he's he's like the most universally respected player next to Lundqvist I would say right like everyone's oh, okay. everyone sort of just 
loves him. Loves him? <laughs> Frankly. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like even Steve Dangle does. Like <laughs> uh Oh, I love that guy. But never forget the 15 seconds of Martian captaincy. Never forget. I'm I'm kind of sad that that wasn't for real, because that would have been hilarious, frankly, but... Bergeron would have cried. I, he he did. <laughs> Frank, <laughs> I mean, he didn't, but... Yeah, he, uh, he looked a little upset in that video. Which, yeah, I mean... It, it was... It was well done, given the circumstances. And it was it was sort of a, a bright spot, despite you know the fact that Bergeron becoming captain meant that you know Chara's gone. But hey, you didn't hear from me. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, with that, uh, was there also some other news officially confirmed about a certain game in a certain place? Um, okay, well, why? <laughs> the way you're asking these, I feel like I'm being quizzed and it's a trick question. Um, well, it was confirmed today that there will be two games in uh, Lake Tahoe. I forget the first one. I know it's Golden Knights and someone, but it then Ruins and Flyers. I forget the date. Stop yelling at me. It's February something. I know that. To be fair, I also, I also don't remember the dates. <laughs> um, yeah, Sunday, February 21st is the Bruins game, at least against Philly at 3 p.m. Eastern. Oh. Uh okay, wait, let me load this. Uh oh yeah, okay, it's Avs, Golden Knights, and then Bruins Flyers. That's that's gonna be expensive. <laughs> considering no one's gonna be in the stands, but Yeah. I mean and, I, uh, it'll look nice. Yeah, maybe. I don't know how they're gonna I don't think it's gonna look anything like that little um what would you call it? Like the sketch they produced and stuff. Because yeah. they're going to have to have so many like fucking cables, wires, you know, shit like that just out in the open. And then they got the broadcast stuff. And mm-hmm. it's going to look good, but. I'm. It'll look good from the inside, I'm sure. Yeah. And the specific angles that they use. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I think it, I think it'll be fine. And oh, yeah. uh, I think they said they're using the reverse retro jerseys for that, I think. That's what I saw at least. I did that. Um, which I mean, all right. I didn't expect them to make another jersey for this, and <laughs> but I mean, first retros work. I'm excited to see those. Uh, speaking of retro, and, and thinking back to older things, do should I should I quiz you again, or or do, no, or do you, you want to just? Talk. <laughs> all right. Um, so <laughs> Willie O'Ree. Uh, it was announced that his number 22 is going to be officially retired by the Bruins. Finally. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked that it wasn't already, but I mean, hey, at least it is now. Um, he didn't actually wear 22 in his debut with the Bruins. I saw that, but like that was the number he wore for the majority of his career, um, supposedly in both the NHL and um, WHL. So... Um, yeah, no, like, I, I saw that this morning, and I was like, oh, cool. But what about Craig Smith? No. Um, Craig Smith obviously was not the most important part of this, but, yeah. I'm just surprised they would give that number out if they were planning on retiring it. 
that too, which makes me think it might have been a sort of last, last minute second. decision, but uh, <laughs> a last minute decision. But I we're not in the organization, so we don't know. Uh, believe it or not, they just but, wanted to get his hopes up and then crush it. Apparently, be like, yeah, you can have twenty two. Actually, no. I don't know. I'm I'm sure they like. They probably have been thinking about this for years, but then, you yeah. know, it was sort of just like, you know what, let's let's do this now. Um, it was nice to see that they'll do the ceremony, like, um, sort of virtually in the stadium. Um, but then also uh, they said they plan to, like, honor him in front of the fans. Once fans get back in the stands, whenever that may 2052. be. <laughs> yeah, at this rate. Yeah, but yeah, I I was hoping like it sucks that he's not gonna get one night of just everything with fans and mm-hmm. ceremony and everything. But yeah, I mean, I guess he deserves it. <laughs> yes. um, um, what number do you think Craig Smith will go to? I don't know if they released anything on that. Yeah, I haven't seen anything. So I would assume like oh, I was gonna say twenty one, but no. Uh... He might twenty three, like no, Stednika's twenty three. Uh I go for one random number like what did he wear what did he 70s. wear in um Nashville? Fifteen. Fifteen? And who has fifteen? Yeah. I don't know, isn't that I don't think mm-hmm. anyone has fifteen. Does anyone even uh, have like sixteen? I don't know. I don't don't ask me. Um Okay, wait. This is not this is not important. Fifteen at all, is but... retired. Fifteen's Mil- oh, Mil- Smith. Oh, yeah, number. and then sixteen is Rick Middleton. Yeah, wait. Okay, okay he's gonna sense. go for one random number. Yeah, unless he tries like twelve, because that's close to fifteen, I guess. Or he's just yeah. Go take Stanika's sixty-eight. Because why not? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, take take Mojo's ninety. Rip. Uh, King. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I mean, we'll see. That's not really that's not really the important news at all. Um, sure, it's, it's jersey number. Although, I mean, if someone's already ordered a Craig Smith jersey, one, I'll be shocked. Uh, no offense, but but two, I I'm sure they do returns. <laughs> they deserve a refund for multiple reasons. <laughs> <laughs> No offense to Craig that was Smith. Rude. But, no offense. No but offense. if if you're buying a Craig Smith in a jersey it English. If you're buying if you're Craig You're buying a, <laughs> I, I was if you're gonna buying, say you're rich and you don't need to worry about it. Well yeah, I was gonna say if you're buying a Craig Smith jersey, especially during a pandemic. Okay. Just okay. Um <laughs> The we're we're sort of just firing through quick notes before we get into the actual season preview. Definitely should have said that at the start, but it's okay. Um, the Stars had an outbreak, and what was it? At least three games were canceled, something like that. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was three. And they're not allowed to play until the twentieth or later, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um. So hopefully, well, obviously, hopefully, all the players recover well and are okay. And um, the coaches too. And, Come on. Well, now. yeah, and the, and the two members of the staff, I believe it was. 
I thought it was the other way around. I thought it was more staff than players. I thought it was four and two, like players staff. But either way, let's hope they're all okay. Um, and hope that's the only real outbreak that happens this Oof. year. But that's and yesterday. They... That's wishful thinking. Yesterday, the uh, DallasNews.com had a had an article. NHL still trying to get our arms around SARS COVID nineteen outbreak. Okay, uh, I had it wrong. It was six uh, six stars players and two staff members. I thought oh, it was six and was two. Okay. I don't know. It all blends together these days. Well, yeah, I remember seeing something from like like a quote from Bill Daly that was like that they still don't know what the actual like root cause of the outbreak was. Like who who might have done it or like who might have got it first and then anything like that. Like they were still investigating it, which I mean, it's been a few days anyway, so that's a lot of contact tracing to do. <laughs> Um, but while that was happening, uh, Vancouver, Columbus, and Pittsburgh also shut down practices for a day. I'm correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't seen much on it, but I'm pretty sure they're all back up and running. It might have just been like I know there was one like inconclusive test. Um, I think there was. Uh, I don't. I don't remember what the other ones were, but they reopened. So theoretically, those should all be okay, and they're not confirmed covid cases where they're gonna have to cancel games or anything which is definitely good yeah i haven't actually seen any updates from any of those teams so um <laughs> i can't remember, tell you what's happening but i remember I something from chris johnston about i want to say columbus at least uh like yesterday or the day before but i don't remember oh no no uh david pagnotta i don't know how to say his last name um while the Canucks are the fourth team to have practiced canceled to have practiced canceled due to COVID nineteen exposure, the Blue Jackets returned to practice the next day, and the Penguins did their skate this morning, uh, two days ago, uh, ahead of their scrimmage. So not every scenario is doom and gloom. Uh, oh. We don't know about the Canucks yet, but I'm sure, I'm sure if I looked at their page, they'll probably have like practice pictures. Frankly, yeah, they're they're already flying somewhere, so they should be okay, and they've been practicing. Good for them. So it was probably just a little thing which is good <laughs> and i'd say hope that's those are the only outbreaks and it doesn't end up like the nba is right now with the celtics because <laughs> they've had three games canceled already because they only have like seven players that are healthy <laughs> which Crazy. yeah anyways um tuka rask that guy do you is is he okay? Uh, I I don't know him personally, but <laughs> I'm gonna say yeah. He's fine. I, I I meant like as a goalie, but yeah, hopefully that too. Um, oh, Rask, yeah, he's okay. I mean, <laughs> he's okay. Nothing some special. Say, some would say his time ended in Boston about oh five years ago. Should have moved on, but you know. But you know, we we there. don't we don't write for NBC Boston, so it's okay. And neither does he uh, anymore. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay. I D. mean that in a loving but not so loving mm-hmm. way. I'm sorry. Right. I totally forgot that he did. He's, but he's working with Jimmy Murphy now, so he's got it all figured out. Yep. Yep. He's working with a fake end insider. Um. Anyways. Uh. So what a Rask... fall from grace. I'm just gonna say that <laughs> go from NBC Sports Boston to writing for a page started by Jimmy Murphy. And no offense, no offense to Haggerty, but also Jimmy Murphy 
just claims that he has sources, and none of them are ever true. His sources is the voice in his head. <laughs> Probably. Uh, anyways, so Tuka Rask. <laughs> um, he was doing a press conference um, earlier this week. Well, first off, he said that his daughter's okay after being in the hospital. And, I mean, we've already gone into all of that before, um, so there's no need to. But, yes, his daughter needed was, like, rushed to the hospital. That's why he left the bubble. Oh, crazy. He's he's a caring father. Ugh, what a horrible person. How dare he abandon his team. You but, said it, not me. I'm still I'm still mad at the people who got mad at him. Uh, anyways, um, so Rask uh, said that, I have no intention to play anywhere else besides with the Bruins. If I'm good enough to play one, two, three more years, then so be it. Now, of course, his contract expires at the end of the year, um, but that's good Good to hear. Although, uh, as a friend pointed out to me, that's also what Chara and Krug said. So, Yeah, that. that's going to be interesting. Yeah. I would think Halak is gone after this year. Like, yeah. Like, his contract's up. I would think they move on from him and put, you know, Vlader, Swayman someone like that as the backup or sort of 1A, 1B with Rask. I would think, but who knows? They definitely should not get rid of both Rask and Halak in the same offseason. That would just be... That would that would almost be the equivalent of doing Kru, getting rid of Kruk and Chara, although I would rather have Rask... I would rather have Rask and Halak than Kruk and Chara, I think. Just, yeah. just from, like, an importance to the team standpoint. Like, Chara and Krug are good, but, like... Rask is one of the best goalies in the league, and Halak is one of the best backups in the league, so... <laughs> you know. Imagine. Imagine we get a redo of last off, of this past offseason. This time it's the goalies both leaving. Oh. Please don't. Oh, the goalies and Krejci. Don't forget him. <laughs> uh, that's... Yeah. Okay, well, thanks speaking, for ruining and, everything. Yeah, speaking and of that... And Parlin home. What if oh. he leaves? Oh. What about Craig McKay? Actually, what about Crowley? Craig McKay. <laughs> uh, Anton Bleed. Fuck. Bruins might lose Crowley suck. after this year. I just realized that. That's that's upsetting. Um, I don't think he's going anywhere. No, probably not. But if, if he wants anything over 1.3, the Bruins will... Actually, no. If he wants anything over League Min, the Bruins will not pay it. Even if, yeah. even if he's been the captain for 14... Anyways. Sounded like money wasn't the problem, though. No. It was spot in the lineup. But whatever. Um, so with Krejci, we were... Because we said Rask. Uh, Rask had his quote. You know, he doesn't plan on uh, playing anywhere else besides Boston, which is good. Uh, but then Krejci also had a press conference in which he said, I'm not planning on retiring after this season. And then he's waiting until sort of the season starts to discuss an extension, which... Yeah, I think that's definitely also how the Bruins want to play it. Is I mean, Krejci's what thirty four now. Yep, and Indeed he's he is. he's obviously still a good hockey player, um, no doubt about that. But yeah, definitely wait and see, just because you never know. This off season could have been tough. Like you, you want to wait before you sign him to a big extension. Although he should not be making anything over. He shouldn't be making anything over like five point five on his next deal. I think and he's ready to take a deal. I I would think so. I mean, he's he's been, he's been the highest the most paid player of the team since he signed that contract, dude. Yeah, he's he's made um, eight point nine percent of the cap. Yeah, he's made sixty three 
million dollars uh, in his career. So I that think might be good. <laughs> I think he should be okay with taking a discount. But yeah, and I, I'd like to think. And at this uh, age, given you know he's a leader, he is a member of the core. He's leadership. I think he understands the need to sort of be like, okay, I'll take less to help the team out now to get another ring, frankly. so. Yeah, I think that's just another thing where they won't play anywhere else but Boston. But I said that about Chara. We were so convinced mm-hmm. on that. And I mean... And then a pandemic happened. Nobody knows what happened next. We don't know where Chara is. He ran away. <laughs> he ran away. He's nowhere to be found. He hit his head on the fucking Zakum or something. Now he's <laughs> discombobulated. I... <laughs> Do you mean decapitated? Discombobulated. Now nah, he hit his head. He's got a concussion. He's oh, okay. He ended up watering to Washington D.C. Wow. How did he, he just he just randomly walk there? Yeah, dude. You wow. hit your head on a bridge, dude. That shit hurts. Wow, walking to D.C. That's a capital offense. Yeah, you're so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. I was gonna say. Oh, uh, I won't say it. Uh I was not referencing the Capitol building. I was just referencing the fact that it is the Capitol. Um, well, why? What happened with the Capitol? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways. Idiots yeah. happened. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah, Tuker so, Ask. <laughs> so this is the random, uh, this is the random, like, sort of yeah. sidebar of the show. Okay. Um, Tuker Ask, he's elite. David Krejci, he's pretty good. Um, hopefully, they're also Bruins next year in the what should be the full 82 game season with Seattle because yeah remember the the expansion drafts after this year but hey at least the Bruins can't lose Grizzly anymore I mean I would think uh, no what yeah, what if gonna protect they'll protect more oh. and McAvoy yeah Clifton more McAvoy you, you got to make sure McAvoy's there but Clifton more also perfect no it's gonna be like Lazar McAvoy Carlo and I'll cry when they take Rizlik. <sighs> Anyways, um, we'll get to the expansion draft come June. That's that's time. a worry. Yeah, that's something to worry about once the season's over. Frankly, that's uh, a whole nother Bruins-related headache we'll have. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, take Kevin Miller. Take Kevin Miller. <laughs> I mean, hey, we we lost Colin Miller to Vegas, so Seattle might as well take the brother. You know, sort of. They'll probably be the first pair of brothers to ever be taken by expansion teams. Brothers. Why not make, why not make some history? Hmm? You say brothers? Wait. I don't think they're related. One's Canadian. One's American. Okay, I am very wrong. Uh, first pair of people with the last name Miller to be taken by extension. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's okay. Good recovery. Yeah, I was so confused. I was like, wait, I didn't know they were brothers. And I was like, wait a second, one's Amer- one was born in Los Angeles, and one's from like Sault Ste. Marie or something like that. Yeah. Anyways, they're both named Miller, so obviously, therefore, they they're are both brothers. defensemen on the Bruins who could get exposed in the fan. I was going to say fantasy draft. Wow. <laughs> no, it's not fantasy hockey. Are we sure? I mean, I hope so. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, um, anyways, yeah. <laughs> um, we're already 24 minutes in. Jesus Christ. Um, oh my God, so there are, stuff. 
So yesterday, uh, Monday, there were 136 players on waivers, and only four of them were claimed. <laughs> I how I don't know how. Okay, I was shocked that Corey Perry didn't get claimed, but the one I was most surprised at: how did no one take Oliver Shillington? How did no one see him and like say take a shot on him? Like not a single <laughs> team. And like one of those uh, stupid unwritten rules where they're like, "All right, guys, we're not we're gonna place a million people on waivers." Don't try not to claim anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't don't claim Shillington, but go ahead. Uh, teams should go take Luca Spiza, because <laughs> because that's a move. I don't know. It just it just, oh, it, is one. it just pissed me off because I don't know. It it would be one. It would be really funny to have Shillington on the Bruins because of 2015. Um, but secondly, he's he still has some upside. Like it wouldn't be a bad idea to get another defenseman who's young and try him out. Yeah, if you're but, throwing darts at the dartboard, you might as well grab another dart. I mean, yeah, I think that might give you an unfair advantage, so go ahead. <laughs> Just, uh, but yeah, so the Bruins on waivers, um, Anton Bleed, Paul Carey, Stephen Camper, Greg McCaig, and Zach Senishin. Based I thought he was going to get claimed. I, see, in a normal year, I would expect that. But given this year, I, I didn't think it was going to happen just because he's so unproven in the NHL. And I feel like waivers most of the time is just people claiming sort of older depth guys. Like that's that's sort of what we saw today, older depth guys or goalies. Speaking of older depth guys, poor David Backus. Oh, yeah, he was on waivers. They threw him out there. Hey, poor Louis Chucked Erickson, him. too. King of that guy. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> um, what am I trying to say? But yeah, no, so Bleed, Carey, Camper, Senish, and McCaig. I'm assuming that's going to be the taxi squad, because I'm pretty sure they have to, like, clear waivers to even go on the taxi squad in the first place, so I think that's what it, they're going to be. The official roster hasn't even been released yet. Um, although, I I would expect the Bruins probably don't say that until tomorrow, because they don't play until... Um, Thursday, but I would think some teams have to sort of release the rosters, given that they play tomorrow. Um, speaking of which, Tori Krug is in a St. Louis Blues jersey in 27 hours, so have fun with that. Alright, thanks for listening, guys. Um, I'm going to bed. Alright, see ya. I'll just do this on my own. Anyway, so... <sighs> so the season preview, all by me. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, please no. I can't talk that much. <laughs> oh god. Um But yeah, like we'll sort of talk about it with the lines, but like bleed carry camp for McKeg Senish and those are kind of the guys you would expect to be on the outside and to only sort of come in when needed. You know? Like they're the they're the fringe players as of now. I thought Senishin might have like was maybe gonna get a look someplace on the right wing. Like especially with Posh knockout, but I mean, now with Kasha and Smith, there really isn't much space, so he kind of gets forced out. Like I wouldn't be shocked if he gets traded at some point, but but this year probably not because you need all the depth you can get. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. All right. Well, do we want to after twenty eight minutes to get into the season preview finally? Please. Okay. 
It's all yours. It's all me. Oh no. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go to sleep. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good yeah. Night. Uno. <laughs> Uno reverse card. Yeah. Uh, you whip that shit out. Okay. Um. Well, yeah, just, we just start, start it off. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, are we doing division predictions or what do you mean? Let's okay. Let's start with the Bruins, like, and sort of just do okay. like a complete preview of them, and then go into predictions. I think that sounds fine. Like, because ultimately, we do like we cover the Bruins. Like, that's that's what we do. And then, yeah, we mentioned the other teams and whatnot, but it's mainly Boston. Cool. Okay. Well, I mean, looks like Marshan's gonna be ready to go opening night. Which Kinda is cool. Yeah, that's great. Um, and I mean, even even then, Pasternak practiced today. Uh, granted, it was in a non-contact jersey, but uh, yeah, I think he's going to be back with the group. Well, integrating with the group after yeah, the first practice, road trip, which so that'll be that's only a week from now. <laughs> like they're back, yeah. they're back after the 18th, so that's good to see. I would assume he doesn't play against Philly, maybe against Pittsburgh, but that definitely seems ahead of schedule if he's already supposedly supposed to be practicing in a week, which is no complaints. Does give Studnika less time to be seen on that top line, though. But yeah, I I think you take Pasta back, though. Well, okay, yes, one hundred percent. But <laughs> you know, how do how do we feel about that? Marshawn Bergeron, Studnika. That's that's that seems like that's what's. Oh my God, English. That's gonna be the op- English. <laughs> that's gonna be the first line on opening night. How do we feel? I've, I like it. Obviously, you put Marshan and Bergeron together, you can pretty much stick anyone there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I'd like to, I like that he's going to get extra ice time being up there. Maybe, maybe he'll play well enough to play himself into forcing someone out of the lineup, but I don't know what they're going to do with him after Pasta's healthy. No one does, obviously. So, I like that line, though. I think that's going to be a good one. Frankly, I don't even think they know what they're going to do once Pasta's healthy. Because <laughs> no, the lineup as it stands right now, based on the lines that they've been using in camp, seems to be Marshawn Bergeron, Stednika, Debras Krejci, Kasha, great, Richie, Coyle, Smith, and then Bjork slash Frederick, Corrali, Wagner. Now, I would assume Bjork sort of gets, like, first dibs, basically, at that fourth line left wing spot um, over Frederick, but... Frederick probably goes in against those tougher, more physical teams like the Phillies and the Washingtons in the division. Yeah, I would that's think. Definitely what they're doing. And then, because it, it might be a case sort of like, um, sort of like the Debrusque Krejci uh, Kasha line against Carolina. Like they were great against Carolina, but then once things got a lot more physical, now granted the entire team fell apart against Tampa, but they, you know, it was really noticeable that they sort of fell. So it might be the same sort of idea here with Bjork, where it's like against the more. You know, more skill-centric teams where it's not as heavy, you play Bjork. Especially, I mean, it's on the fourth line, so you're already sort of... It's already sort of rough putting him there, because he's not, he's not a physical player. But once you get those tougher teams, then yeah, put Frederick in, because he'll, he'll hit, he'll fight, he'll do everything you need against those tougher teams. Yeah. Um, what do you think of DeBrusque, Krejci, Kasha? I'm not sold. Like I'm not I'm not sold on it. But if I mean obviously if they can play like they did in that Carolina series 
beautiful. Like they were they were pretty good in those games. Like um I randomly went back today and watched like game one, uh like Bergeron's OT winner game. Um and then game three? No. Which one it was game four was the comeback win, right? I think. I don't even remember. I didn't even uh, get to watch that game because I had to run away and they came back. Oh yeah. Uh game four Bruins Canes. I think it was that. Where I they were down four. where they were down two nothing in the th- Yeah, where they were down two nothing in the third and then scored four in like eight minutes or something like that. Um and that I mean Jabrusk had two goals in that comeback. Like that line looked great. Now I hope they can play like that, but I don't know. I don't know what to expect, especially like there's been no preseason games, which I mean, actually, I'm sure the players kind of like, but you know, I, I really don't know what to expect. I think it's going to be solid. I'm sure they'll have the rough games as everyone will, but mm. I I think it'll be solid. Obviously not saying they'll be our saviors, but they should, they should be at least solid. You know, is that sort of how you're thinking or, yeah, I mean, going back to DeBrus scoring two goals in that one game, yeah, that was half of his goal output for the entire 13-game playoffs. But yeah. anyways, um, I mean, I'm hopeful. I see people being kind of overly optimistic, which there's no real problem with that. But like, I'm Sets not, like failure. you said, I'm not sold on that shit. Yeah. And to go into the season saying, this is definitely going to work. This is totally going to be the new second line. Kosh is built for this. It's like, well... You don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they start out slow, then they move Craig Smith up. Unless that third line, like I'm expecting, to be great with Coyle and I guess Richie is what they're looking at. But yeah, I. F- Sorry, continue. <laughs> no, I was pretty much done. Just, um, I mean, I'm hopeful, obviously, mm-hmm. like any fan should be. Um, I don't know how it'll work, but. With that line, my only concern is Kasha fitting in and whether DeBrus can sort out his, you know... Inconsistencies. Inconsistencies. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I was sort of going to say, like, because you mentioned Richie Coyle-Smith. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of the, like, media members who've actually been at the practice to say that they've been really impressed with that line, which makes me... Like, I almost feel more optimistic for that line than DeBrus Krejci Kasha, which, obviously, I would think... Tabrask Krejcikasha scores more than Richie Coyle Smith. Um, but don't overlook that that third line. I think that could actually be a pretty solid line. It definitely, definitely um physical, bigger third line than what the Bruins have typically had. And gonna be tough for teams to play against that line. Hopefully Nick Richie. Um, Nick... No, well. Oh, yeah, I was gonna add what you're about to add, I already know. <laughs> yeah, hopefully if Nick Richie plays like the Nick Ritchie they traded for, which is... And you mean not the Nick Ritchie that um, got a five-minute major? No, definitely not. Playoffs, yeah. We don't... Again, I think we, thanks, I think we mentioned no it... I think we mentioned it in, like, the last episode or the one before that, but this this kind of comes back to Kasha, Ritchie stuff. The same people who are consistently hyping up Kasha and being like, this is going to be amazing, this is going to be perfect, that like everything's going to go fine, are the ones who are like, no, never play Richie. It's like, no, both of them deserve another shot. Kasha was not great. Like, he, he was good against Carolina, that was it. But I'm not like, 
I'm not against Kasha whatsoever. Like, I think he's solid. His advanced stats are actually pretty good. So it's a question of, will that actually translate now in a 56-game season where it's, you know, obviously it's not normal, but it's something where it's consistent, at least. Because he played, like, six games, and then the entire time off, and then showed up late to training camp, and then had that little everyone was bad in the round robin, and then it was just a mess there. So... I mean, really, both Kasha, Richie, even Craig Smith, obviously now, like, they all definitely deserve a shot, and <laughs> I, I really think they'll, they're all gonna play well. I'm praying yeah. Richie plays well. Can't get much worse. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, Any, anything better than. I guess we think. <laughs> yeah. Did he even get suspended for the hit? I don't remember I don't if he, he did. did. I don't think he did. Remember uh, Paquette got nothing. Remember that when he Why would the Bay Lightning be punished? Oh right, yeah. Cedric Paquette sends legend now. Okay. Oof. Yeah. Uh, so forward group overall. Well, actually, I guess actually before that, Bjork Crowley Wagner slash Frederick Crowley Wagner. How do you feel about that? Um. Well. I like three players individually. I don't know how that line's going to work. I yeah. feel like Bjork's kind of odd on that line, but I mean, there's really not much else place you can put him unless, you know, Richie doesn't work out. Although I do think Bjork's speed could be good on that third line, but mm-hmm. maybe they're trying to just do a null beef line or something. <laughs> yeah, sort of have that more. I it might It might be sort of that the third line's going to be much more of a grindy line where Coil yep. goes in deep <laughs> hockey cliches coil coil goes in deep you know and then just tries to help feed it to richie slash smith and i mean i i feel like that's more Oops. of the hockey that smith plays like i haven't seen enough of him but he's not like an insane sniper or he's not going to deke through an entire team but he's going to go to the dirty areas he's going to he's going to get the puck and he's going to put it in the net which is what this team needs <laughs> on the third line <laughs> You saw that work out with Tampa getting exactly. Johnny Gord, Barkley, Gaudreau, and Blake Coleman on that their third line. They I, were unbelievable in the I, playoffs. I so honestly maybe. think that's what they're trying to mimic and do it, <laughs> frankly. I yeah, I mean, Bjork See. on the fourth line. Like, Crowley's, Crowley's like, he's not slow. He's obviously not, like, super fast, but, like, he's he's quick. Um, yep. so I guess that sort of goes hand in hand. Bjork isn't bad defensively. Um, I know he's, I'm pretty sure he's on the PK with Coil is one of the units that they've been using. So, I mean, you sort of just have him there on the fourth line. You put Crowley Wagner on PK, Bjork with Coil. Also there, obviously, Bergeron Marshall. Um, and I guess, I don't know. Uh, it's so hard to read what that line's going to do, especially because there also hasn't been much on it. So I'm not too I'm not too concerned about it anyways cuz the fourth line they'll play probably 10 minutes a night plus their time on the PK. So mm-hmm. it won't make much of a difference I would think. Or it could. Maybe maybe Cassidy will slot them up against the top lines again like that and then that would be really good to see Bjork against top competition. So Maybe maybe that's their thoughts too. Is sort of have the fourth line play against other teams' top lines and 
see how Bjork does with it, but who knows? I'm not Bruce Cassidy. <laughs> Damn. I was hoping you were. Yeah, it's, it's upsetting. Alright, then... So what I was going to get to before... Just the fourth line. So forward group in general. How do we feel? Better than their defense, but... Yeah, no, I mean... Solid. It's the same group as last year, plus Craig Smith, so... Yeah, and, I mean, comparing this group to, like, pre-trade deadline, such an improvement. Like, Bruins basically lost Heinen and Bacchus for Kasha, Richie, and Smith. Which, no offense to Danton Heinen and David Bacchus, but that's an upgrade. (laughs) You know, um, I definitely have a lot more confidence in this lineup um, than, than I did back in February. Now, granted, that's, Jesus, that's been 11 months, but Andre Kasha and Nick Ritchie have been Bruins for 11 months. Certainly okay. feels like it, totally. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, no. The forward group, definitely better than defense. And speaking of that defense, Lazar McAvoy, Grizzly Carlo. Uh... I'm interested. I kind of yeah. like splitting up Grizzlick and McAvoy, although I was very excited to see them together. I mean, I'm sure they will be put together at some point, but I think it's safe to go Grizzlick, Carlo, and then stick Lausanne up there. I like that. I think it's it might work out. I think that's the way it's going to be if it works out anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't like, I don't hate the idea of Lazan with McAvoy. I am kind of worried about him playing top pairing minutes. But, I mean, hey, I'm sure he feels great about it. Um, I would hope he's... so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if he's not, then Otherwise, that's concerning. more problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if he doesn't, then uh, Vakanainen, you can go in, please. Uh, no, but Lazan McAvoy intrigues me. I think it'll work out well. Like, Lazan, he's not a bad defenseman by any means. I think he still has a lot more to prove but he's been a solid sort of four or five, six guy in the lineup. And we'll see if he can be number two, basically. Um, now, granted, he's not going to be on the power play. He will, he, he's, kept, he's definitely going to be on the penalty kill, but um, that'll be interesting to see. I like Grizzly Carlo because it sort of gives, it's sort of the same dynamic dynamic as Krug Carlo, mm. um, where it's sort of a more, now, obviously, Krug is definitely more offensive-minded than Grizzlick, but it's not, like, completely off. Like, yeah. like Grizzlick is still good at trans. Well, he's great at transitioning, which I think is definitely going to help Carlo because, I mean, Carlo had the most even-strength points of his career last year, and hopefully, you know, that can also go up more. It'd be, it'd be weird to see defensive defenseman Brandon Carlo get a lot of points, but I wouldn't complain. You wouldn't? You sure? Uh, I'm pretty sure. <sighs> okay. Third pairing. What do you think of Zaboral Miller? I remember seeing that pair and I was like, okay. <laughs> like, like frankly, it's it's nice to see Zaboral in the lineup. Now, I mean, bottom pairing minutes isn't going to be a lot of time for him to prove himself, but, I mean, it's a start. Um, the fact that Kevin Miller is in there is encouraging that he actually like now i don't know if 
he was sort of just given the spot, or if I'm assuming he actually beat out more Clifton. And then it'd be hard to beat spot. those two out. I'm sorry, I hate to say it, but uh, yeah, but I mean, it's encouraging. Hopefully, he doesn't get hurt this year, because I mean, he's a he's a he's a solid defenseman when he's healthy. That is it. <laughs> Losing Chara, he not that he is today no Chara toughness, but he brings that to a back end that. Mm-hmm. I mean, McAvoy's tough. He'll fight, but you don't really want him fighting. No, he he. Carlo, he's it. kind of tough, but it's not the same. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I'm. I feel a little more hopeful than than others about Kevin Miller. I feel maybe it's I... just me hoping things work yeah. out because you know the Bruins drive me crazy with their mm-hmm. choices, but I don't know. I think that line's just going to be kind of a. And meh, never anything special, but never anything awful maybe. either. Yeah, I mean there will right. probably be the odd hiccup with Zaboral based on, you know, it's his first big shot in the NHL, you know, um, and with Miller having not played in eighteen months, well, actually mm-hmm. it's probably twenty one at this point, but um, okay. yeah, but no, I think I think it's I think it's an okay pairing. And frankly, if you're going to try Kevin Miller, you try him at the start of the year, (laughs) right? Like you don't want to try him in game 55 or 56. You try him now, you see if it's going to work, you see if he's healthy and back to it. And if not, then yeah, sure. Clifton comes in or back nine and whatever you want to do. But I, I see no harm in trying him, you know? And if he, if he got the spot in camp, then he gets the spot in camp (laughs) and he, and the Bruins think that he is most deserving of, what this that's what the sixth spot is probably gonna be. Although he's also on the penalty kill as far as I know. So or yeah, at least he was in the scrimmages. So Yeah. <laughs> and they need the toughness. It might it might be a thing too, like the Frederick thing, where maybe Miller comes out against like the Devils, but he goes in against Philly, against Washington, against Pittsburgh, against the bigger, tougher teams. Oh, against Washington, so um Chara. <laughs> the Chara Wilson can all uh... Chara Wilson, don't forget oh my god, there's someone else that did I think still have Garnet Hathaway or somewhere like that. They still have it's Hathaway. Pretty, um pretty nasty. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> oh my god, who I'm not looking there? forward to that, dude. Stop reminding me of the Capitals. Anyways. When do the Burns first play them? Okay, so it's like two and a half weeks from now. Thirtieth in Washington. Oh. Yeah, that's a. It's a nice start Hopefully to the season. Hopefully, doesn't go too hard in the corners on young Patrice. Well, not young Patrice, young Patrice. but little Patrice. <laughs> little Patrice. Yeah. Is that is that Hard your new rap Patrice. name? Yeah. Little Patrice. Oh God. Little P. Oh, that works. I hate it. <laughs> uh, so defense overall. Sort of the same thing I asked you about the forwards. Overall, what do you think of the defense? Um, oh, what's the word? Kind of hopeful, but ready to be let down, I guess. Like, I don't have any expectations. I don't know if that makes sense, like, if you pick up what I'm trying to put down here, but... Where it's, you're sort of just, like, in a middle ground where it's, like, you don't know what to expect. 
this could go either way. I'm yeah. just gonna just gonna enjoy the ride. Yeah, that's that's sort of what I'm thinking. It's like it's not awful, but it is now certainly no. not one of the top decoys in the league at all. Maybe Lazan, Grizzlick, Saboro, they all sort of really break out. I mean, Grizzlick lesser than the other two because Grizzlick's pretty proven already. Uh, but now he gets a bigger role with Groove gone. Um, but yeah, no, it's it is sort of just a. It's an okay D core, which. Uh, it's gonna struggle. Like it's not gonna be fantastic, but I think you can get away with it when you have Tukarask and Yaroslav Halak. Best tandem yeah, in the that's, NHL. That's okay. I think they're okay. I don't That's know. my transition into them. Um, <laughs> I mean, Tuka Rask, uh, if you've, tell me if you've heard this before, but uh, is elite. Um, From you? No. No, I would never, I would never say that. Um, yeah, no, Rask, Rask Malak, best tandem in the league. There's not much to actually be said there. Like, it's sort of like Marshawn Bergeron. Like, there's, there's not really much to say there. Everyone knows what to expect from them. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think Rask is going to have a 929 save percentage like he did last year. No, um, and then especially in this division. But I mean, really, if if he's at a 920, great. Even even a 915, I'll be like, that is good. It's, it's just in this division too. Like my expectations are lowered because, I mean, Washington and Philly, like the pure goal scoring on there and then you have pittsburgh with like crosby gensel malkin zucker now even like that's going to be tough mm-hmm. the islanders well actually he'll his safe percentage will go up in those games um because no one oh, scores but shot. <laughs> oh, sorry sorry four year four more years of matt martin he's gonna actually pot 40 past Luka. <laughs> I was. Um, That's the dumbest contract I've ever seen. I refreshed that about five times to make sure I saw that correctly because, um, I mean, I guess we can't talk. What did the Bruins do with Chris Wagner again? In three years. Three by like one point. One point three five zero. Yeah. But. Oh. Is is Matt Martin even from New York? Like. Because <laughs> like we know why the Bruins signed Wagner. It's because he's from Massachusetts, obviously, but. <laughs> Where's where's Matt Martin from? I need I need to figure this out. Uh, Matt Martin. I assume Canada. He is from Windsor, Ontario. So, t- so he's not close. even from New York. It's close. Well, yeah. <laughs> close enough. New Yorker at heart. In Windsor, okay. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no the the goaltending tandem they're great. So overall, yeah, they're about okay. The, yeah, overall the lineup. I feel pretty good about it. Like B plus slash A minus if we're giving like an actual grade on it. Like mm-hmm. the de- the de- the defense is like B minus B maybe, but overall lineup it's definitely it's definitely solid. It is a team that can win and contend for the cup, right? Like I don't think losing yeah. Kruger Chara completely changed that. They are still a good team. Yeah. All right. With that said, predictions. So speaking of, you know, the East Division and all that, where do you see them finishing? 
I mean, obviously in the top four. I don't know about one or two. Maybe two or three. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... The defense worries me a little too much for me to be that confident in them. Yeah. Before this, um, like before doing this episode, I did like a... I did a little table with all my predictions just to make it a lot easier for me. Um, so, I mean, really, we can both agree, Buffalo, New Jersey, those guys, they're seven and eight in this division, right? Like, yeah. Like, maybe the say. Rangers suck. Because, I mean, they are they are still a flawed team, but I can't see them finishing lower than the Sabres or um, no. Devils. Now, I may... That may Buffalo seven come eight. back to bite me, but yeah, that's exactly what I have. Um, it's it's so tough though to pick that top four because I mean, really, you have Philly, Boston, Washington, the Islanders, Pittsburgh, and the Rangers. Like those are the guys mm-hmm. that I can see that will contend for that those spots. I think, frankly, Philly is the lock for number one. They're just yeah. such a good team. Their first three lines are insanely good. Like it might it might be the best top nine in the league, frankly. You know, unless unless this Bruins uh group proves it this season, but like I can I can definitely say that they're the most proven top nine um in the league in Philly. Because, I mean it's it's Lindblom, Couturier, Konechny, Giroux, Hayes, Faraby, Van Reems like Patrick Voracek. Like that's that's mm-hmm. a really good group. So and then Philly's decor is great, and then obviously Carter Hart. So <laughs> I I have them first. I have the Bruins second, which I'm not sure about. Um and then, then Washington third, then the Islanders fourth, which means I have Pittsburgh and the Rangers missing. I hate counting out Sidney Crosby. Like I, I hate not having him yeah. in the playoffs. And especially with how the playoffs ended last year for him with Montre- with losing to Montreal, like I feel like he's sort of like a revenge tour thing type coming. But uh-huh. remember the last time revenge tour was a thing. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh <laughs> God. Yeah, no. Um, a good team's gonna miss the playoffs regardless. Yeah, two good teams are gonna miss it. Um, like. I know this is like the toughest division to predict, and I've the most most people's like models and like prediction. Well, no actual like you know analytical models from all those advanced stats people and whatnot have actually had like the Bruins first, and then Philly, and then I think it was like Washington and the Islanders. But like I, I don't know. I really don't. No one knows. It's a prediction. So Philly, Boston, Washington, and the Islanders for me are the four teams that'll make it from the east or sorry from the mass mutual east division <laughs> part that of last me... spots can be between the penguins and the islanders that's all i know yeah i would think so i can't see washington missing it like mm-hmm. all right um how do you feel about let's go let's go with the honda west division the Honda West Division. So you have Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Los Angeles, Minnesota, San Jose, St. Louis, and Vegas. Uh, well, I mean, I think Colorado's going to be number one. Mm-hmm. Maybe, ooh, either Vegas or St. Louis second. St. Louis, no Tarasenko, but Hoffman. So, 
and they lost Petrangelo but got Krug. So okay, I'm going <laughs> Avs, Knights, Blues, and give me the Coyotes. Yeah, I I have Avs, Knights, Blues, and then it's really like a tie for me between Minnesota and Arizona. I I don't know if yeah. I have enough faith in Arizona, but I also don't have much faith in Minnesota. I, I think <laughs> no, I I don't I don't know what to expect from either of them. I have the three Cali teams, um, six, seven, eight. I think I have yeah, I have San Jose, Anaheim, L.A. Um, I mean, in terms of Minnesota, like they don't have a bad team, um, but it's not anything to write home about. It's gonna be interesting to see how uh, Kaprizov, if that's how you say his name, does after coming over from the KHL. He's someone I really want to watch because he's been crazy there. Um, but, I mean, they have goaltending. Like, Cam Talbot's capable. Um, but Zuccarello's, Zuccarello's out, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he is. Um, although, you know, he's not a goalie. But, I don't know. Minnesota's so hard to read. Same with Arizona. Like, when I was doing this, I, I legit just closed my eyes and then picked a team between the two of them. Cause, yeah, that's probably your best bet. Because who knows? There's they probably in a normal year in normal divisions they probably don't make the playoffs. Like they're definitely not a top three team in any division. But now that it's just top four from each division, they sort of they have a chance. For sure. Um, what do you think about San Jose? Because I I'm gonna ask you that, and then I have a specific point about them. <laughs> I'm trying to come <laughs> up with a joke about a Vander Kane declaring bankruptcy, but oh my god. Um... I don't even know what their lines are looking like. Let me see. I got daily face-off up. So, okay. Let me look. Uh, oh, God. I don't know. I mean... Yeah, it's not a great team. Maybe sixth or fifth. I Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not too impressed. The the one The one thing I'm interested to see about um, for San Jose is Eric Carlson. I want to see how he's doing after basically an entire year off. If that's going to yeah. be good for him or if that's going to just make it even worse. Like, he definitely has the time to rehab his leg. <laughs> like, there's more than enough time to do that. So is is that going to result in him? You know, he's not going to return to 16-17 playoff form. Like, that's not possible. But... You know, he's. I feel like he can definitely still be a top pairing defenseman and potentially help mm-hmm. help San Jose get somewhere. But with Martin Jones and Devin Dubnik in that, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> you need a save. You're not going to get a save out of those two. Which goalie do you think is going to have the better year? Dubnik. I agree. I I I can't trust Martin Jones. And even though Dubnik, I know had a bad year last year. And I like been... him to bounce back better than than others, but yeah, he had an eight ninety last year, but then a nine thirteen, nine eighteen, nine twenty three the previous three. So I I got a feeling it's a bounce back year uh, for Dubnik, but I I don't <laughs> have much faith in San Jose. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I I don't have much else to add with them. I oh yeah no that's fine. Don't worry, I didn't expect much out of San Jose. Um, let's go to the uh, the Discover Central Division. 
which that's that's such an interesting group of teams because you have the bottom team Detroit like they're going to be at the bottom I don't think anyone's going to deny that I don't think that's like I'm pretty sure they're a lock for eighth but I mean you have the defending Stanley Cup champions you have the Stanley Cup finalists with Dallas you have Carolina who seems to always be there you have Columbus who seems to always be there you have Nashville who has been there for the last what seven years but hasn't done anything and then you have Florida who everyone gets hyped on every single year and then doesn't make the playoffs their year they're gonna take that step man and then Chicago who doesn't have any centers because <laughs> Taves is hurt Kirby Doc's out Chicago's not doing anything this year but um yeah that sucks about Taves I don't know if we mentioned that on here or not but I don't I don't remember but yeah no that was awful um, um, but I, I'll let you go with your top four first, and then I'll. Tampa, they're they're a lock for number one, right? I'd say. Even without Kucherov, like they'll have Stamkos back in the lineup, they're still a, they're still an incredibly good team. Like I don't mm-hmm. think, um, I just I can't see them not winning that division. Um. I then have Carolina at number two. And Dallas at number three. Um, I don't know how long Sagan is out for. Um, I forgot that he was even out until um, like a week ago. I saw that and I was like, oh, that's not great. Yeah, I don't know how long he's out for. And I think Bishop still hurt. Oh, no, no. Didn't Bishop have COVID? Or was it an injury? I don't remember because they announced that at the start. I don't. Uh, Let me quickly search that. Then. While you're while you're searching, let me just say, um, whoever um, Sean Rourke is, he's the senior director of editorial with the NHL dot uh, com. Mm-hmm. He picked Columbus to win this division. To win it. Yep, to come in first with uh, the old Tampa Bay Lightning in second. I have Columbus fourth. I think they'll they'll be scrappy enough yeah. to make it and fight out Nashville and Florida for that fourth spot. But I, I can't even see them getting over Dallas or Carolina, not to mention Tampa Bay, the defending cup champions. I I cannot yeah. see I no, I just can't see Columbus winning that. Or yeah. I have I have them yeah. in, but I don't have them first. So with with that, I have Tampa, Carolina, Dallas, Columbus. That's my that's my top four. That's one to four. Yeah, I I got it. Lightning, hurricane, stars, then Blue Jackets or Predators, I, I don't know. That the, the fourth spot was so tough for me, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it could be anyone there. Like Nashville isn't bad, but they're sort of, you know, when it's, it's sort of similar, similar to like, like when a player's on the back end of their career and like they're still there, but you know, it's sort of like, well, you're not really that great. Like like Eric Stahl right now. That's how it would, yeah. how I would think of Na- the Nashville Predators as Eric Stahl. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know what, you're still solid, but like, I don't know if you're gonna be able to do enough. It's not 2010 anymore. <laughs> yeah. Or in Nashville's case, I get that. 17. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, last but oh my god, not least at all, um, the Scotia North Division. It's going to be so much fun. I'm going to love this division. Um, 
So you have Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. And I am never going to call it the North Division because I'm going to only call it the Canadian Division. But um, how do we how do we feel about this? Who do who do we think's making it? All right, here I go. <clears throat> Number one, I think the Leafs are gonna Leafs are gonna win the division, mm-hmm. followed by. Let's see, let's see. I'm making these up on the fly, by the way, so don't don't yell at me too much. <laughs> the Ottawa, no. You know what though? I think they're gonna be more competitive than people think. I 100 agree with say. that. That's all I'm saying. Um, see, I don't know one through four. I think it's gonna be a close division, but I think the Leafs are gonna win it. Mm-hmm. And then I think some combination, Flames, Oilers, Canucks, and I think the Canadians are gonna be right there. So I wouldn't be surprised if if the Canadians made it. I don't want to write them off, but I think that's how it's going to go. I have Toronto and Calgary as almost locks to be yeah, one and two. Same. And then I have, frankly, everyone else as a big <laughs> question mark. <laughs> it jumps off. Like, it's... I, I don't know what to think. Like, Edmonton, you have McDavid, you have Dreisaitl, you have Nugent Hopkins. Okay, mm-hmm. but what else? Right? Like, their decor is solid, yeah. but, like, it's not great. Miko Koskinen is, you know, an okay starter, but he's nothing to write home about. And, I mean, they re-signed Mike Smith for some reason. Um, Vancouver, I did not like what they did this offseason, especially losing Markstrom. Yeah. Um, and Toffoli. Um... And I don't, I don't know how to feel about. Uh, well, okay, getting Nate Schmidt was good, especially for a third round pick. Like that was great. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's still a big question mark with them. And I don't know, I don't know if Holtby is good enough. Obviously, I think it's Holtby Demko sort of one A one B. But is Demko actually NHL ready, or was the bubble sort of a one off, just insane show of skill? Because I mean. You can't judge a player just based on the bubble, like frankly. Yeah. So it's Fair. they it is a question mark in net, certainly on D as well. Obviously Quinn Hughes, fantastic. Um after their bottom or after their top six, it kinda sucks, and even then they have a question mark at uh second line right wing. So I don't I don't really know with the Canucks. Um with Winnipeg they have a good top six forward group, and that's it. Because they have either Shifley Wheeler, Connor Stastny, Line. That's it. And then they have Connor Hellebuck. <laughs> Their defense is not great. Their bottom six is also not great. So I I don't see Winnipeg doing much. But then the Sens... Uh, see, part of me wants to put them at the number four spot. Just as like a why not. You know, mm-hmm. like, wouldn't it be funny? But I don't know. But I think Stutzel is gonna be is gonna be fantastic. Um, he's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. He was insane at the World Juniors. You know they have a young lineup, but you know it's not like those young guys are bad. They are they are solid um, players with high up high upside. I mean, having Eric Goodbranson and Nikita Zaitsev on your right side doesn't help. But I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see, especially with Matt Murray in that to see if Murray can be a true number one i'm really interested to that's like every team in the north division in the canadian division 
um, has some sort of interesting story to follow. Like Jets with Line, Oilers basically with, you know, they okay, they have McDavid, Drysaddle, and Nuge. What else? Uh, Win- uh, I just said Winnipeg with Line. Um, the Sens just being that young team that everyone's sleeping on. The Habs making all of those offseason moves, you know, like they have mm-hmm. to fully uh, Josh Anderson, which yikes that contract still. Um, you know, Joel Edmondson. Uh, they brought in Alexander Romanov from Russia. And then, you know, they have Carey Price and Jake Allen. Like, uh, it's it's so tough to choose. <laughs> it's so tough to choose. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take out the Edmonton Oilers and put in the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> after after seeing that lineup? Uh, well, after thinking, you know, I really didn't think of anything. Mm, that's fair. Uh, what or, is this and then I kind of just threw them out there. Ah. Um, the NHL concluded its 2020-2021 formal training camps for the 31 teams with a total of 27 players with confirmed positive test results for COVID-19 among nine different clubs. The results mm-hmm. include 17 yeah, players on the Dallas Stars. Oof. Most of whom are asymptomatic, and all of whom are currently recovering without complication. Okay. So oh. that that statement just came out. Um, Jesus. Yeah, okay. So take take back what we said earlier about it only being six Stars players. Oh my god. God. It's not not great. Yeah, yikes. Okay. It's good to know most of them are asymptomatic, and I'm assuming well, I'm hoping that the ones that are not are at least it's just minor. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Okay, anyways. North Division. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know what to think. I part of me wants to say Toronto, Calgary, like Montreal, Vancouver, but I'm still so unsure about it. I'm sure I'll actually like post my predictions tomorrow before the games start, and honestly, that North Division will probably change. That that'll be the only thing that changes. But mm-hmm. um, okay. So right. with that, who do you have in? I guess we'll say in the final four. So who's going to make it out of each division? Because I have, I have Colorado. Yeah, go ahead. Well, <laughs> go okay. ahead. Um, I'm going to be biased. I'm going to say the Bruins, the Lightning. Oh, man, I don't see the Leafs winning a round. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, you know what? Give me a curveball, the Canadians, and then the Avs. Okay. So then once your Stanley Cup final. Obviously, Wait, like I don't. Which division would play each other? Because I don't. It's I'm not based. Even on, it's based on. on it's based on points, I believe. I think it's like okay, one to so four, two to three. So it just pick, just pick any of them. Oh man. Okay. 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 I'm going. Give me Bruins, Montreal in the finals, please, Lord. That would please. be so sick. And but no. Um. By, go by June, Avs. maybe fans. Wait, what? Bruins, Avs. Yeah, that's that's like the only thing that kind of sounds semi-realistic. Okay, we're on the same wavelength. Um, so my top four... I've been saying Bruins as for the last couple of years. Though, yeah, so. I think I said it last year. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my top four is Colorado, Tampa, Calgary, Boston. And then I have, I have Colorado and Boston making it to the finals. I don't know who wins out of those two. Part of me feels like Colorado, but 
Yeah. Who knows? Um, we'll see. It'd be fun. That that would be totally that would be a really good series, though. Yeah, it would be. I kind of scared of the defense against uh, that team against but... McKinnon. <laughs> no, just yeah. against McKinnon. Yeah, pretty much. Well, and then McCarr and um, Bowen Byram probably coming in. Oh, they're gonna be so good. Anyways, um, just sort of quick predictions before we wrap up. Um, Vesna, just just throw someone's name out there. Carter Hart. Yeah, that's why I have. I fi- I figure in the East Division, Philly's just gonna, you know, not to say Carter Hart's bad or anything, but like Philly's gonna sort of help his stats out, despite the division oh, yeah. being so tough. I agree. Yep. Maybe. Um, oh. Maybe Vasilevsky sneaks in there, but. Yeah, I would. I, I would think it's, it's probably between Hart and Vazzy. I don't. I don't see. Too good doesn't play enough games to. No. No, I mean he might play more this year, given that there's just less games in terms of number. Yeah, not but... as much travel too, so we'll see. Yeah, that'll be an interesting, interesting thing to see. Although Cassidy said that at least at least for the road trip, Halak probably plays one, and then Tuka plays two, including the opener. I believe was it, which I would, I would think you go Tuka uh, Thursday, then Halak Saturday, then Tuka back Monday, and then. Probably have Tuca go for the home opener um, against Philly, and then maybe Halak. Whatever. Who knows? <laughs> I'm not planning this out now. Um, <laughs> maybe you are Bruce Cassidy. Shh. Don't tell him. Um, who's going to win the Norris? Uh... Going bizarre world here. Don't yell at me. Charlie Mack. I would love for that to sneaky. happen. I, I gotta put a sneaky pick in here. I can't. But I, I, I can't see. I, I can't see the NHL voters doing that. Frankly, it's not that I don't think he wouldn't deserve a Norris, especially right, given his increased role. Against. It's just rigged. no. Not rigged. It's just he doesn't he doesn't get enough recognition because frankly he doesn't put up a lot of points and therefore he he doesn't deserve to win the Norris because obviously it's only about points. Um, yeah, screw the whole defense part of it. <laughs> screw the defenseman part. Yeah, <laughs> you want to give out a, an award for the best defenseman? Come on. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I like to be. I like to have one pick that's out there, and why not? I don't think I don't think that's too far out there, but I I mean, hey, if that happens, no complaints here. Um, I have. Oh, I thought you were going to complain. <laughs> that did oh, yeah, happen. I'm, I'm going to complain about Charlie McAvoy. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you can't score a goal. Oh my god! I saw your tweet earlier. That's crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. Oh, miss, miss, miss. Um, I'm so glad. I'm going to say Kale McCarr for the Norris. That's that's what I was thinking, but I wanted to be crazy. I just I just feel like, um, you know, even if he doesn't technically have the best season, um, for by a defenseman, I feel like especially with all the talk last year and now with that Colorado team, it's gonna be amazing. I think I think it just it's gonna go to him. I could see, yeah, I could see Hedman Yossi winning it, but like Hedman Yossi Makar are gonna be the three that are like I would think are the only ones who are gonna win. So naturally, like, Kevin Miller's going to win it. 
Um, <laughs> who do you have winning the Calder? Laugh. I was thinking Laugh, Shesterkin, or um, Kaprizov off in Minnesota. Those are the only ones I can really see yeah. winning it. Although, I I doubt, like, if Lafreniere has a good season, that Shesterkin would get it, given that, you know, Shesterkin's Laugh's goalie, but <laughs> who knows? It'll be interesting yeah. to see. Who's going to win the Rocket? Uh, you know, I I feel like I know where you're going with this. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. I mean, that's pretty easy pick. Um, yeah, I'm going with the safe pick there. As much as I hate to say it, you're gonna say Austin Matthews. And I'm, I'm gonna, gonna say you. I'm gonna say Austin Matthews. Mm, I don't I see it. I might be tempted to pick. Um, like, I would be tempted to pick Pasternak, but just with the time that he's missing, I can't see it. Yeah, sure. um, I think Austin Matthews is going to have an easier time um, against the goalies in the Canadian that division. That is true. That North division is going to be a Swiss cheese. Yeah. I mean, and, and the fact that they'll be playing each other like nine or ten times, like that's, I yeah, in in the other divisions it's like eight times, but even then, like an extra game or two against a specific goalie. For someone as skilled as Matthews, I mean, who knows? I I think he's gonna win the Rocket, but still not a playoff series. So, um, Art Ross, McDavid. Yeah, I'm I'm between McDavid Again, and McKinnon. Back to your North Division thing, where points are gonna be uh, not scarce. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm in between McDavid and McKinnon. I was thinking McKinnon just because he's gonna beat up the Cal- California teams. Um, I who knows? Yeah. And then who's gonna win the heart? See McKinnon. Yeah, I have McKinnon. Even though he's winning the Art Ross, but <laughs> apparently I'm just saying he will. Um, no, I I think it's I think it's gonna be McKinnon. I I have high hopes for the uh, for that Colorado team. I'm just glad you can say high hopes without cringing. <laughs> Come a long way. <laughs> You've grown so much. I'm so proud. Thank you. Um, oh, uh, NBA just postponed another game tomorrow apparently um, I have a bad feeling about both NBA and uh, NHL leagues I have a feeling something bad's going to happen or they're going to shut down but I mean yeah. I'm not going to be negative Ooh, no problems in the world <laughs> the world is fine everything's fine <laughs> we're okay I promise uh, anyways besides the uh, end of the world uh, we have one yeah. question uh, from Teddy Ooh. at Teddy Mac underscore. Uh, he said, how do you guys feel about stud on the top line? And then also, what are your thoughts on Zabrol getting his chance on the third deep pair? So do you want to start with the stud? Sure. Um, I like it. Don't know. Again, I think it'll work out. Um, like I mentioned earlier, all that stuff. Um, don't know how well it'll work. It, I 
I don't think it'll be bad by any means, but I'm excited to see how he works out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be awful by any means because Stanika's a solid player. We saw that in the bubble, even. Um, I hope it. I hope it works really well, and it really forces the Bruins to make a tough decision on who has to be kicked out of the lineup once Boston comes back. So, hopefully, that. I mean, we did we did talk about it earlier too, so it's not like we have to go, you know, too in depth. But um, and then Zaboral getting his chance on the third D pair. It's it's about what I would have expected coming into this year. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like Lazan. I mean, he's played more. He definitely deserves to be up higher in the uh, in the lineup, and definitely don't hate uh, Zaboral getting a shot at all. He definitely needs one. He's what twenty three now. Um, about to be twenty four, I think. Yeah. The last episode, I think. That's yeah. I don't remember. I think he was turning twenty four in like July or something. Now's the time to see what you have with Zaboral. And frankly, soon back a nine and two. Yeah, because absolutely for a defenseman, really, you got to be playing by like twenty three, twenty four, or you're probably not going to be growing into you know anything massive. So let's hope you can. Oh yes, let us see. Let us pray too. <laughs> and with that, uh, we have nothing left of actual things to talk about um this is the longest episode we have done since uh since the tampa series uh, after game four so yeah it's it's been it's been forever it really feels like it's been forever it was august when we last had bruins hockey but um as we're recording this we're two days away as most of you listening probably one or even zero days away from Bruins hockey. I mean, the NHL starts on Wednesday. It's, it's, it's good to be back. Absolutely. I'm excited. Lord only knows where this goes, but strap in for the roller coaster. Can't wait.